All right, I'm back. After my one-day contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs against the New York Rangers, I was in the lineup for that one, and the Leafs actually ended up winning that one 2-1. So I'm back, boys. It's been the Burning Leaf Podcast. Russo and Tommy had an excellent episode last week. Listen to the full length. Um, You talked about, I guess we can literally dive right back in because both of you are here with me as well. You talked about like good trends, bad trends in the NHL, but mostly bad because that's what we obviously do on this uh, podcast. It seems to be that, that typical topic we always do. It's bad. The Canucks you talked about last week, they got even worse from what you talked so about bad. last week. And I and you guys really went in on them and deservedly so. But a week later, we're talking about something worse now with them? Like, what's going on? Oh, my on? God. This is brutal. Like, I feel bad for Canucks fans because they really don't deserve this. But, like, holy... This is this is unbelievable what's like, going on here. I didn't think it would get worse and like the press conference it was bad and Benning didn't know what was going on. Uh and I think we all thought like major changes were going to happen that day and they didn't. And then I know today uh Frank Cervelli or it might have been yesterday. He came out and was like, "Hey, so it turns out teams are calling Jim Benning." And just no one's picking up. Yeah, like I've heard the trade rumors around there, but like that's very yeah, concerning. Bo yeah, Bo uh, which I guess makes sense um, given his contract. But like, he's your captain. <laughs> you just named him captain. Yeah, like that's not that's still fairly fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Um, the management team itself, and then we got a report after, like the management team has been sort of picking sides of who they think is going to stay within the right. organization and trying to get in with that person, um, alienating alienating the people who within the organization think will be fired. Hmm. And then we learned too that um, that's trickled down into the players themselves. Yep, correct. Yep. And that uh, there's a divide in the locker room and it seems like Horvat, who is the captain and makes sense to be traded, isn't necessarily in line with like JT Miller and a mm-hmm. lot of the younger players. So that's not very good. And like, hey, Bo Horvat has a year beyond this. Man, that could be one hell of a pickup for a team looking for a center. Yep. Extremely good pickup. And you talked about, Tom, you talked about JT Miller. Like, this is a guy who was traded from Tampa. He's been unreal in Vancouver. There's none, like, there's no other word to say. It. He's been very good for that uh, that club. But it's very frustrating. I think we all thought. Yeah, exactly. And it's very frustrating now that we're seeing, like, he's taking the brunt of it from the media. And, like, he's not, like, he seems to be the one that's the odd man out, I guess you can say. But, like. I mean, this guy, man, he's taking the brunt on media. Obviously, the question he got last night, very non-deserved. But, like, the players, I don't know what it is, guys. Like, I don't know if you touched on it last week. Uh, I couldn't, like, really hear. But, like, were you touching on more more of whose fault is the players, the management, the president, the coach? Like, who's first to get the can, like, in Jim your Benning. guys' opinion? Has to be Jim Benning, no? Well, like, it's got to be. But it's this is like a whole organizational <laughs> yeah. failure. Like yeah, it said, begins with who is it? Coaches, whatever, whatever, whatever. And before we can go on to that, like there's the JT Miller quote today of like Travis Green, mm-hmm. the coach. 
they're doing two on O's and they couldn't do it properly. And JT <laughs> they didn't know what just, they were doing. We don't fucking know what we're doing. Just yelled it. Like so I don't know, Travis Green? Is yeah. he first to go? It, it, Aquilini, I think, has to take a brunt of this too, though. Because he's very involved. Mm. Francesco or Francisco, whatever his name is. He's very involved. And we know do you this. Remember, do you remember two years ago when we thought it was cute that he was like, I'm gonna start live tweeting Canuck games? And then that now it's just sad. Poorly. Now it's, now it's sad. just sad. Yeah, no, uh, it's it, like to think like I don't know. After they you can say what you want about them, they're playing the bubble. They did really well against St. Louis, quite clearly. They all played them and they beat them. Then they go up against Vegas and the first four games weren't even close. And Thatcher Demko steps in the net after Markstrom got hurt. And it's like carries them to game seven when they shouldn't have been there. But it's a step in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at it at first, it's like, oh, okay. Like this team made to the second round, they probably shouldn't have, but Patterson's only getting better. Hughes is only getting better. It was Demko's coming out party. You know, mm-hmm. you still had, you still had, you know, Horvat, Miller, Hoglander, Podcoles, and they were all coming, right? Yep. So it was very like, okay, this sh- team should be getting better. They should very much be a playoff team in the next season. And it's just kind of gone backwards. Like, I don't know what's going on with Elias Patterson. He doesn't look right at all. I don't know happy. if you've watched. No, he just looks like he's lost. And I think that's not good for the team when your best player is looking at his loss he has. Brock Besser hasn't been very good. Uh, Horvat's been fine, I guess. Hughes has been very good. Defensively not, but offensively, everything that he comes advertised as, he's been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and Demko's been held out, hung out to dry every night, the poor guy. <laughs> and they're big acquisitions. I remember I was listening to the, the hockey guy. He was on the SDP, and he was saying Garland's been great. And OEL has been fine defensively, but they're chewing up $11 million in cap space. And they gave up Dylan Gunther, basically, to acquire them. It's, it's a whole store. It's, it's, it's a whole – like Tom said, it's an organizational failure, that the fact that they still are where they are. Like this is what year what, – I think the hockey I said it's, eight, it's year eight of the rebuild. <laughs> there was a, there was a Canucks reporter. Maybe it was Rick – Dollywall, I forget who it was. He's like, yeah, I grew up, or I was in high school looking to get the grades to get into like journalism school when this management group was hired. I am Insane. covering them, and they're still not a playoff team. That's and, that's nuts. That's crazy. And they and they wouldn't even made the playoffs in 2020 if it wasn't for no. COVID. No, and like I said to you, and I said it before, like I thought that the Canucks think that that is the team that they are like that year um, when they greatly overachieved and maybe they aren't that dumb. Maybe they think, Hey, we got a little bit lucky, but we have better pieces coming. So it'll even out. Like if you stay in the second, third round, if you can be in that position, like you're a good team, that's not where they are. Yeah. Jim Benning definitely thought Thatcher Demko was going to put up a nine, eight every single night. Was it? Didn't he? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely behind OEL, the number one defenseman. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not looking good to say the least, organizational wise, like you said, Tom. But another team who's not looking very good and they're trending in the wrong direction, even though they've went on a couple of runs, is the New York Islanders. Before, before, before we move on, so like, um, I want to say 
or I want to ask you guys, like, do we see changes in the Canucks org before next episode? I would hope so. You would hope so. Right? <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I want to say what? yes, but like, this is the Canucks we're talking about, man. See, I don't think the management group has any power anymore. No. But if they're not the like Jim Benning pick like, up a phone, then yeah. what power do they have? What is the last thing GMs do before they get fired? They give out a stupidly bad contract. That, but they also fire their coach. It is the last line of defense. You know what's crazy? Brad Trey Living's done that four times. Yep. <laughs> I know different team, but yeah. Yeah. Pro- like, I don't know. How much of a problem is this? Like, Travis Green has definitely lost the room, but yeah. Anyway, um, who knows? I'm going to say no because of the Canucks. I'm going to say no. Okay. okay. Because it's the Canucks. Oh, hey, if they do it, I'll be gladly proven wrong because that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. But as a Flames fan, I'm kind of I'm kind of loving this. So, like maybe like don't. I feel bad for Patterson. Like the guy looks. I so don't. Sad. I don't. I feel bad no. for him. He looks sad. I feel bad for the fans. That too. Yeah, but, that, uh, that, that for sure. But anyway, uh, the Islanders. Yeah, they suck. No, the only thing different between them and the Canucks is their play- players are out. Like yeah. the Canucks players are playing. The Islanders are not. Like. Dude, Richard Ponick and Zach Parise are on the first line. You know what? Zach Parise is not bad. He has like five, two points this year. Is that all? Because against the Flames, all? I thought he looked pretty good. I don't I think like, he has hey, a lot Parise of points. Good. I'm going to look at this. I, I don't think he has a lot. Like, because you know what? I was watching the game Saturday. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'd take Parise on my team. Yeah, he has three he points. Was, yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Three like, he only makes seven hundred and fifty thousand though. So like, like look up how many points really Matthew Barzell bad? has. He has like eight. No. Yeah. He's like eight points. It's bad. It's bad. They can't score. It's almost like we knew the Islanders couldn't score, and they went and got no scoring. Yep. Yeah, Barzell's eight points in sixteen games. Holy. Okay. Here's the problem with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on COVID protocol. Right. So Pelic's on prot- protocol. Pollock's injured, so those mm-hmm. are top pair, just yep. non-existent. Anders Lee is on protocol, right? Yep. Anders Lee, I'm going to look at this. I want to look at their whole roster right now. So, Anders Lee, Adam Pellick, Josh Bailey, Ross Johnson, doesn't really matter, Andy Green, Kiefer Bellos was just put on protocol, and he looked they damn good. No the, and he looked damn good the other night. Uh, Brock Nelson is on IR. And he looked good against the Flames, too. And Ryan Pollock is on LTIR. You know, Andy Andrioff was playing in their top six the other night. I'm like, what? I can't say I know because I don't know who that is. Yeah, exa- exactly. He played on the Kings, I remember, years ago. But, like, yeah, they're a mess. Like, their top point scorer is Brock Nelson with 11 but obviously he's not playing right now. Yeah. Then the next highest guy is Barzell at eight. Like, that's not very good. And then, like, I wonder, too, if just being on the road for so long took a toll on them. Yeah, Maybe. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say too. it does. Yeah. Being on that many planes, that many flights, going to that many rinks, not being able to sleep in your own bed, yeah, probably. You know Lou Lamorello was probably pissed about that. 100%. 
Yeah, um, but like if you're the NHL and you're scheduling that, you could schedule away games against the Devils, the Rangers, which they did. Flyers, like those are which... day trips. Maybe not Philadelphia, but like you don't leave yeah. your home if you're playing Rangers or Devils. Mm-hmm. Like Capitals, but they were making there too. Pittsburgh it's, isn't too. That's far. a tough way to start the year. It is. I don't know. It Until is. they get everyone healthy, it's going to be hard for them to turn it around. And Especially I wonder when, if it's too late. It is crazy, though, because I like I watched Barzell play a few games, and I'm like, how does this guy only have eight points? He's, been, he's looked fantastic. I know. Against the Flames, he could have had, like, two or three of his own, and, like, it was just Markstrom was mm-hmm. playing great hockey. But it's like, yeah, well, I guess when you have a team that can't score, it's tough, right? Yeah. But, like, that's been their identity. And, like, also, too, it's the Islanders have such a next man in identity, like the Bruins do. It doesn't matter who who you are. You're going to play this Islanders hockey way. And have they just run out? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe teams have figured it out at this point, right? Yeah. Like, there's just I – don't, I don't know what to make of them. Because I don't know if they can make the playoffs anymore. I think they're too far. They'd have to go on a pretty. Out. They'd have to go on a pretty insane run. <laughs> like we're like, who, were we talking about the Habs last week, or was it when we were talking about the Canucks, where they basically have to play at like a hundred and ten point pace just to hit ninety? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it, they're gonna have to go on some stupid run, and in the Metro, it's gonna be tough because that division is so stacked. Mm-hmm. So much for them finishing first, like my prediction. Jesus. My prediction and, that, and like, this is usually the case where the Islanders start off good or in the middle of the season they do, do good, and at the end they just fall out. Like, I, I'm, I'm seeing an opportunity where they could actually go for a run and make the playoffs, go in hot, and then never go on that big run because they never go in hot. Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so. But, like, yeah. that's that was always a thing of, well, the Islanders are going in the – into the playoffs and they have like one win in their last 17. Like what was it in the COVID year? Oh my God. It was stupid. They they were like, it was right after they had traded for JG Pajot. They like fell off a cliff. Didn't win again. No, it was something dumb, but like, yeah, it's, I don't know if the Islanders are the team that can do it. I mean, it's hard. Like we've seen them defy odds before, but now it's like, yeah, they're going to have to do pretty something pretty insane. And I don't and know like, if they're going to be able to do it. The thing is with them, too, they're a playoff team. Right? Yeah. Well, we saw it last year. They're a team that's built for the playoffs. They're not yeah. like um, – let's pick a team. Carolina or Vegas plays fast and fun. Both of them. That caters more to the regular season. Leafs, fast and fun. Right? If the Leafs are sitting in this position – and there's room to make up, or any of those other teams, you think they could probably do it. Regular season team, they could put it together. I just don't – I don't think there's enough there from the Islanders. No, neither do I. Their goaltending might be great, but having great goaltending isn't enough. <laughs> exactly, yep. So, Agree. I don't know. And the Jets haven't been great either, but theirs hasn't been as – It's it's like, getting into that territory. But they're still sitting in a pretty good spot, are they not? They're like – I don't know, man. They're, like they have, they're, they're sitting third in their division. Colorado's hot in their heels because they've been hot. Yeah, which we knew eventually was going to happen. They still don't even have McKinnon. Like, but 
St. Louis is up there too. St. Louis and Winnipeg yep. are tied in points. Yeah. And if I have to pick St. Louis or Winnipeg, I think odds are Winnipeg makes it. St. Louis mm-hmm. started playing well above where they should have. And Winnipeg was just kind of there. Hellebuck's been bad, so you'd expect some regression. Right. To the mean on both sides. So I I don't know. I like the Jets. That's another like thing, what I said with the Islanders of like fast and fun teams that can go on streaks in the regular season. The Jets are that. <laughs> they, 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 and the thing is, Tom, they haven't been fast and fun at all this year. Like Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler have had tough. Well, Nikolai Ehlers, he's done nothing. He's been better than the other two. Well, yeah, way better. <laughs> yeah, he's been be- like when Mark Shifley is your number one center and you're relying on him to, you know, be the guy. He what is, I, I think him and Wheeler have combined for like two goals this year. Have they not? I, I think like zero. I think one. Um, Shifley That's has two. Tough. Wheeler has zero. <sighs> so, That's tough. Like at least Ehler, he's got 13 points in 18 games. It's not bad. No, 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 it's not bad at all. No, but like, I would he wasn't that, doing like, great. Kyle Connor has obviously been really good. Pierre Luc Dubois has been better than last year. They're getting nothing from their depth. <laughs> no, and absolutely Hellebuck, nothing. And Hellebuck hasn't been, you know, godlike. He's he's a nine twenty one, <laughs> which Tom isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. He's a nine twenty. He's been high? good. Yeah, he's oh. been good. Like it, it's. Oh. I, I think when you watch him play, you go, "That's not Connor Hellebuck the way we're used to." But he's been very good for them. You know, he's. I would take a nine twenty one. Yeah, it's not his fault. Nine twenty one is damn good. Is, yeah, the defense in front of him isn't you know very very strong, but you know I, I, we'll see. I mean, the Jets definitely have enough firepower to get out of this, unlike the Islanders. Mm. So we'll see. I mean, I don't that division. It, it's up for grabs. Like I don't know who's who's like the 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 number one shoe in in that division. Colorado, in, I think, will get in. Yeah. And probably Minnesota. And then I think the last three or two or three spots are up for grabs. Depending on wild card, what gets in. Agree. But, yeah, very much so. Like Colorado's not missing the playoffs, neither no. is Minnesota. And okay. Colorado's been great. And McKinnon's not even playing. McCarr has been unbelievable the last couple of weeks. He's finally putting it all together. Kemper looks like he's getting it together. Yeah, like Nashville's good. there. Nashville could do it. Dallas, they they started so bad and they're doing well of late. But yeah, they're five four yeah. and one in their last ten. It's not anything fantastic. Miro, did they're, you did you did any of you catch the Edmonton Dallas game the other night? I did. Yeah. Miro Haskinen is unbelievable. He God, if he could put up more points and actually be recognized, the way like, the so way he good. was shutting down McDavid, it was like holy. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. Like the first game McDavid hadn't had a point since April. In a regular know. season game. Crazy. And it was because of Miro Haskinen. Wow. Yeah. He stopped that, Se- huh? 17 game point streak to start the year. That's pretty that's pretty that's, that's, pretty, that's, that's so pretty nuts. nuts. Uh speaking of hot teams, our two teams have been pretty hot. Yeah. Flames and Leafs. The Leafs yeah. have been uh their their shooting percentage finally got to where it was supposed to be, and now they are they're eight two and oh in their last ten. The Flames, after going through a little bit of a rough patch on that road trip, they're 6-2-2 two two in their last 10. Uh, real quick, what's been the most impressive thing about um, the Leafs' run, in your guys' opinion, over this, these last the third 10, line. 10 or so games? I just, that was easy. I just the, the, oh, man, like the, the – uh, I don't want to say the acronym for that line. Oh, no, it's Engvall now. 
It's not Kerfoot. Um, it was Engvall, Rich the other day, was it not? I just got that joke, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's how it started the year, right? Yeah. And I saw all the all the jokes on Twitter of God, oh, don't I let just, this yeah. stick. Yep. Okay. Um but no, like Conf and Kasha. First of all, childhood best friends. Amazing story. I love that. Both from the Czech Republic. Amazing. There's not many Czech players in the NHL and mm-hmm. like here's two best friends on the same line and it's just clicking. Uh but like the depth is the depth scoring's come back. The fourth line looks dangerous with Richie on it. Hey, that's a role. That's not a $2.25 million player role, but like that's a role. Um, yeah, just like the depth and like mainly Conf and Kasha have been kind of what we expected on the high end of them. Mm-hmm. But like I think Conf is outscoring. Uh, a whole bunch of players. I'll see if I can find the list. I think one's Philip Deneau. <laughs> but for a guy with one goal, he's having a damn good – or one goal last year, he's having a damn good season. Uh, yeah. Thomas, I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I, it's a good pickup from Kampf, but I think the most impressive thing, considering I got to see the team I like live twice in, or, uh, twice in two weeks – their defensive play has been very much very better. And they were good defensively last year in the regular season. They're also pretty good in the, in the playoffs as well until, you know, happened. But, like, the way they're able to defend, they let them – both times I went, they let them one goal. Like, it's yeah, pretty impressive. Sure. Like, I've got to admit and give credit to them. Um, and the ability they have to move guys up and down the lineup and kind of get some production out of them, it's not like they're doing really nothing, maybe Nick Ritchie, but – the only like Spets is doing it, bunting like bunting wherever he goes in the lineup just seems to do stuff, get noticed, yeah. hit, grind, shoot, yeah, he's score. Always there. Yeah, exactly. He's always in the mix. And then I guess like people were knocking down Matthews for not really doing it much, even strength and stuff like that. I really don't get it, but I think he's doing a lot more things off the puck than with the puck now. And I think that's something that like they really focused on and want to get ready for him to be in the playoffs like that. Sure, he's not going to score the lights out, and I think he still will. But, like, I think it's better to have a player and get ready to kind of play a more defensive game when you get into the playoffs. But I've been liking what they've been doing the past couple of weeks. Hopefully it sticks. They're on the road trip still. It's not a very good road trip because the California teams seem to be trending in the wrong direction now. But, you know, the Leafs are rolling right now, so I can't really complain. But I think if that's all for the Leafs. Well, and on Matthews, like you said, he's doing a lot more off the puck. Mm-hmm. I've been a big advocate of Austin Matthews is one of the best neutral zone players in the entire hockey, NHL, just offensively and defensively. He's one of the um, best at controlling probably the hardest part of the ice to control. And even if he's not putting up points, just watch his stick work, watch him block passes, make passes, move through and defend through the neutral zone. He's so good at it. Mm. He's just so, so good at it. I never saw. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a pretty fun year, to say the least, so far. I mean, you guys heard me all summer yeah, about how, how I thought this team was going to suck and how they were going to waste Johnny Gaudreau's last year. And um, Wow. We talked to I you mean, last week, buddy. What's up? What happened last week? We heard this last week, too. Let's go. <laughs> 
Oh no, it's just uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I can't really complain. Um, Daryl Sutter, he's figured out a way through this team somehow, some way. He's he's figured out a way to get these guys going. I mean, um, the other night against Chicago, I think would have been an easy night to kind of lay down. And after like a seven game road trip, it would have been easy to lay lay down and die um, against a Chicago team that quite frankly, has been playing pretty well as of late after the, the after Jeremy Colleton uh, was let go. Uh, they started the game a little slow, but as the game went on, it was like they kept leaning on them, kept leaning. And then the dam finally broke late in the third when Kachuk throws one off Seth Jones's leg and goes in. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like, I don't know how sustainable this run is. I think the only thing that may be really unsustainable is the way their goaltenders are playing. Jacob Markstrom, Dan Vodar combined for already seven shutouts, which is insane. Uh, Markstrom might still be over a nine, four. I don't know what his numbers were like after the Chicago game. Vodar is sitting at a nine, four, six, given his sample size is I think only five games. Even if it comes down even if Markstrom comes down to a 920 or even a 915, Vodar is definitely not going to sit at where he is, even if he comes down to a 910. I think the most impressive thing is how they're scoring goals and how they're doing it in bunches. You know what their goal differential is this year? I was just about to bring that up. Plus 30. Plus 30. So it's not like they're winning games 1 0, 2 1, 3 2. It's they're winning plus games 30 and they're winning in them 20 big. games. That's, that's pretty that's stupid, right? Mm hmm. They're, I'm when they at, were, I don't when have they, the plus 30 itself in front of me. I have the goals. They, no, they're, I, I have it up now. They're, they're plus 30. Yeah. And uh, I think I, the next closest team. Math. It's 68 uh, goals for and 38, 38. against. So, they're, so they like, sit. Vegas is 64 of, and 61. Yeah. They're right behind. Edmonton is 74 and 57. Well, 57 against. Like. To me, the craziest thing, they've scored the fourth most goals in the league, which I didn't think would be possible, and they've given up the second least against, only to Carolina. The next closest team in terms of goal differential is Florida at plus 25. Carolina but must be close. Carolina, I believe they are, because if their goal – yeah, they're plus 22, and Washington's yeah. plus 23. So, to me, the biggest thing is, like, I would love to see the numbers between – this Flames team and the 18-19 Flames. I would love to see the metrics. I don't know. I don't know how, again, I don't know how sustainable all this is, but to have a plus 30 already when I think in that 18-19 year, they were plus 66, and that was through 82 games. They're already halfway there. <laughs> Give, okay, it's not going to continue. I mean, I, again, I don't know what the sustainability of it is, but it's pretty ridiculous the way that they're going, and they're scoring a lot of goals, and they're doing it at even strength. Their power play hasn't been, it hasn't been awesome, but if I have to hear another Edmonton fan talk about the loser points, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose <laughs> it. I get it. They've lost five in overtime. Great. Edmonton's won two in shootouts. If they lost those games, loser points. Shut up. Let us have this. Let us have fun. <laughs> Let us have also, fun. Okay? like, if you're an Edmonton fan, man, it's hard to lose um, in – Overtime or a shootout? Like, yeah, like shut like up. David You're the two best players in the world. Like they don't have an overtime loss, <laughs> and I don't They're know not. how They're many times. Gonna lose, who, who's going to beat them in overtime? You know what I mean? Yeah, like what I do. do you, how do you? <laughs> yeah, and you I do want to just between speaking of Calgary and Edmonton, in terms of like 
5v5 metrics. So the Flames have at 5 on 5 a plus 23 goal differential, which ranks first. Edmonton, minus 4. That ranks 21st. 5 on 5 goals against Calgary, 20, which is first. Edmonton, 44, 27th. 5 on 5 high danger, Corsi 4 percentage. The Flames are 53.18, which is eighth. Edmonton, 47.61, which is 24th. When McDavid and Dreisaitl were on the ice, tough game. Um, five on five safe percentage. The Flames are sitting at 95.5. That's not going to last. Okay. And Edmonton, they have the best power play. Um, at They have 23 goals on the power play. Um, again, sustainability, probably not that high. Um, but I'm enjoying it. And all the slander Johnny Gaudreau got, I don't want to hear it. He's been great. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau for heart. Um, yeah, Oof. I'm just happy. Oof. I know I ranted for a little bit, but I'm happy. It's It's been a fun year so far. It's like, the only yeah. thing is, please, free Yusuf Valimaki. Free Yusuf Valimaki. Enough of Nikita Zadorov. That guy sucks ass. He's so bad. That's all, really. That's shit. But, yeah. uh, Nikita Zadorov. Dude, he like lays a hit at like the blue line and then stands there and looks at the guy for five seconds. And then he skates back into his own zone. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're so shit. Like, and then he throws 18,000 pizzas up the middle of the ice. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy how I'm not complaining about Branson because he's actually been decent. Which is, <laughs> I don't understand, but he's been fine, I guess. But anyway, a few little notes, a couple injuries. Um, Tampa, oof, another big blow. Braden Point, oh, four to six weeks. What was what was the injury? I didn't actually see it. I just know like was it upper body or, or lower. Yeah. yeah, no idea. Yeah, so Anthony Sorelli, buddy, it's your time. Yeah, it's well, that's a that's a tough go. Kucherov and now Point. It's okay. Playoffs. There's there. It's resting. They're they're resting. They're gonna put both of them on LTIR. They're somehow gonna trade for like Patterson and. Yeah, like how much does Horvat make? We just talked about that. And they're going to trade for Horvat and Miller. They're going to make they're, them oh, both have a setback and just, you know. They're going to retrade for JT Miller. <laughs> Vlad Nemestikov is just going to get like bought out and like they're just going to put him back with Stamkos. And yeah, it, that's a tough goal for the Lightning. They still been playing well, though. Still yeah. been playing well. Can't, uh, can't fault them there. And then Darnell Nurse. He's going to miss some time for the Oilers. Um, he's out two to three weeks. <sighs> and then Duncan Keith, I think, got hurt. A couple, oh, did he did play he? last night? Did he end up playing last night? Because I know played. he got hurt against Dallas. And I saw a bunch of Edmonton fans going, yay. <laughs> he's like, hey, I don't know if he played last night. He might have, probably. Because I think it would have been a bigger thing if he didn't play. But true. to lose Nurse, and now you got to play Duncan Keith on your top pair, and Broberg is already in the top four. Yikes. It's, uh, they better get some real good goaltending out of Koskinen and Skinner. Or wait for Mike Smith to get back. <laughs> or, or trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. I, I, guys, I really don't get that rumor whatsoever for that team. Like, I don't Dude, get it. CJ, CJ put it out like as like, they might do this. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think they might look into it. Everyone's like, oh my God, the Oilers are training for Fleury. It's like, relax, no. I don't know. They need a goalie, though. They no, need a goalie. There's not many goalies. I don't so, know if they need one, though. Like, I don't. Are you really gonna bet on Koskinen and Smith in the playoffs, though? No. 
And like Smith wasn't good in the playoffs last year. I think people forget that. He wasn't very good. So and we know anyway. Mike Smith's track record. Yeah. But losing nurse that sucks. Especially just after you paid him nine point two five. But anyway, that doesn't kick until next year. Um guys, Olympic jerseys, Olympic guys. Jerseys. Um they they cool. suck. Canada I just want to say, really I just want to say, happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners. The maple leaf on the Canadian jerseys looks like a turkey's asshole. Yeah. Thank you, Greg Wyshynski. Yeah, now we can never unsee that. And it's never. And like the black guys, stop. I like guys the stop. black. Do you remember the World Junior jerseys in 2020, the Lafreniere year where they won? Yeah, those, those were, were sick. Good, but like, those were sick. This has like a neon black feel to it. I, no, I don't <laughs> like those. Don't. It, it does remind me a lot of the the World Cup jerseys, and I didn't really like the World Cup jerseys. It's like we're going through sort of a transition in fashion where everything used to be like, especially with the Adidas jerseys, right? Kind of like bright, um, very neon, very standout. Yeah, yeah. Yo, these are not it. Well, these are They're Nike. Angular. This is Nike for you in yeah. a nutshell. Like, oh my God. No wonder they didn't get the license to do the NHL jerseys. My God. <laughs> it's not very good. Like, okay, Even... I I read this on Twitter. Like, since when was Canada the red, white, and black? Who says that? They're the red and white, not the red, yeah. white, and, and black. And there's been jerseys with black accents. Yes, which like is fine. A, like a stripe in the stitching here or there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Those look like, good. A lot of there's the World been Cup some jerseys. nice. Like yeah, yeah, the World Cup ones. Or um, not the World Cup of hockey, but like, or sorry, the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like those are I've always, always like, nice. Yeah, like uh, there's been some decent black ones. Like I I said the World Junior ones. Do you remember the '06 Olympic black ones? No. It was like not particularly. It's hard to describe, but they did have black ones. It looked pretty nice. Remember that time they had gold. I think it was 04. Yeah. Oh my god! Those were the, yeah. remember, the, remember the gold ones. Those yeah. were. I just remember Marty Broder. There was one Olympics. They had like silver accents and like, yeah. If you wanted to throw in an accent for like the time, sure. My thing though is like, I believe the Olympic uh, uniforms themselves are typically black. Like mm-hmm. for Team Canada, not like the hockey team, but like for the rest of the Olympic athletes, are typically black. Yeah. Um, however, this year I think they're mostly red. So they kind of flipped. Like the hockey jerseys went to black to catch up and match with the Olympic athletes, and then the Olympic athletes were like, "Oh, we're Canada. Why is it black? <laughs> Why yeah, are I don't like, the black country? I I don't yeah, mind a black jersey. Point. I just don't like these ones. Yeah." Okay, Mon is gonna make the team. I'm gonna buy one, aren't I? Yeah, I like the like, white jersey. I like everyone's white jersey. Yeah, I fair. just hit though. Hmm? Black pants? Black yeah, pants I don't know. With the white? Come on. Come on. Yeah. The states ones were bad too. The, the states, states ones are way worse. Way yeah. worse. I agree. I agree. They look terrible. Like, what is that alternate jersey, dude? Like what like the blue like the baby blue one almost? Like, what? It's awful. Oh I was like, okay. I'm like, I was pretty pissed at the Canada jerseys. Then those ones came out. And I'm like, okay, we're not. At least we're not as bad as the States. <laughs> I want to see. As as... I want to see the other countries like Sweden, Russia. Finlands like... were cool. 
Finland's, I was going to say that, like, Finland's, they're not even cool. Like, they genuinely look good. Yeah. And yeah. It's part of the, like, the color palette. How can you go wrong with blue, navy blue, and gold? It's hard to really mess that up. How are you going to mess up Sweden? You can't. Like, it's, they have uh, the best jerseys in hockey, I think. Dude, just Sweden. Keep being IKEA yellow. Literally. Keep being IKEA blue. And then throw three crowns on it because you're the Tychonos. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be the same thing, yep. but a little different. Yeah. And it'll be great. Yeah. Why did we I have to change them? I guess I we'll it. see. I mean, I'm just I excited for the hockey. Like, whatever, jerseys or whatever. I'm yeah. just excited for the hockey. Okay. I, I want to talk about that for like, a, like two minutes. They're not going to the Olympics. No. Y'all think so? No. Yeah. No, I, I think they'll figure it out. No. I don't think they want to go. They don't want to. I don't to. think the league wants to go. No. You don't think the players and want to go? They do. Yeah, no, no, no. I thought that's what you said. I thought you said the league wants them to go, but the players don't. No, the league doesn't want to. Okay. There's and no way the league I don't wants know. to. I don't I blame them. Like, like, I are heard... You, are you saying of, like, all the, like, the little leaks coming out of, like, if, if just we don't happen to go... We might give the players a bye week instead. I guess. But, like, I think I'm looking at more as, like, I'm not even reading. Like, I'm reading, obviously, the news that's coming about, about like, why if they don't go. But I think the main reasons, I heard it yesterday on the panel. So, they're going to go to the All-Star game. And from the All-Star game, they're going to go to the Olympics. But there's a thing in there where they have to quarantine for three weeks before and after. So, how the hell are they going to do this? The NHL is not paying for that. No, nah, you're right. They are not paying for quarantine for three weeks after the year. The athletes have to quarantine three weeks before and after? I, I think it's just after, but I heard before as well, because why would it make sense if you don't do both? But it wasn't like that at the summer games. So why all of a sudden now I, the winter I, games? I don't know. Do this? I have no even clue. At, even at the World Championships, I think every time they talk about Manji Yapani, it's you only had to quarantine for three days. Only, I say as I only, but yeah. like, even at the World Championships, if... it wasn't three weeks. I have no clue, dude. Oh, I think you're right. Because China has, if you're a citizen and you go to China now, it's a three-week quarantine. Oh, so shit. You're correct China. On. I forgot about yes. that. I wonder if athletes got an exemption and maybe like maybe the, um, was it like the men's skeleton team has to quarantine <laughs> for three weeks? Uh the hockey players wouldn't that would make that would take too much out of the time right so but aren't they going to be like in their own village anyway like isn't it supposed to be a bubble or something yeah they're supposedly not allowed to leave their rooms mm-hmm. yeah so like then why i don't, I don't get it. if they don't go i'm gonna be pissed it's gonna be so bad dude when we find dude, out if they been, don't because we've been like i've been seeing projected rosters and we've been like <laughs> doing that for months now and like yeah. what now it's just like Okay, Mason Raymond, top line left wing. Like, Derek Roy still playing. Derek Roy, like somehow, some way, like I don't know who are we gonna see there. Who are just like, like Danny Heatley's gonna come out of retirement. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be there, and like I'm just trying to think of players like Brian Gianna will probably go for the states. Like I don't know, like Ovechkin's gonna be like, screw this, I'm going. I don't blame him one bit. Oh, don't blame him. Ovechkin's gonna be like, screw this, I'm going, and then like. And it's gonna be him, Datsuk, and Kovalchuk. <laughs> I'd be down to see that. Like <laughs> Datsuk, do you think? Okay, we're getting yes. a little off topic now, but 
if they send the NHL players. Yes, he's 100% there. Team. Yes, 100%. 100%. He's like 40, is he not? He's a point per game in the KHL. <laughs> oh, is he actually? I didn't even know that. He's, okay. No, he's still really good. He doesn't make it. I, I, I think he makes forwards. it. If I think he he'd be played the defense, he would. Well, Malkin's out. I don't think Kuznetsov can go because he's suspended. So that's two centers. Oh, I forgot about Kuznetsov. Right. And then um, who, who's, there was another player. Who was it? That like is probably just not – Panarin. Remember oh, yeah, right. Whole they just, Panarin's probably not going. Yeah, because he called out uh, the government. So, like – Yeah, like he's not going to play. They're not going to take him. They're not going to take him. Okay, now, yeah, Datsuk's probably going to make – I hope Datsuk makes it. I was watching his highlights the other day. That guy was so nasty. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we got a little off topic, but um, okay. yeah, I hope they go. I have a question or questions. So it's American Thanksgiving, and I know the season was a little bit late, but normally by this time, so 80% of the teams in the playoff spots will stick. And so that only leaves 20% to make it who aren't currently in a playoff spot. Right. So I'm going to go through the divisions quickly. And you okay. guys will just I'll do the division leaders. If you think somebody's gonna fall out, just say who it is. Mm-hmm. If not, just we'll move on. Um, they could make a wild card spot. It's just we'll miss the playoffs. So and then after I'll do like teams out and then just work our way up. Uh so first in the Atlantic, Florida, Toronto, Tampa. Do they make it? They all they all stick. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Metro, Carolina, Washington, and the Rangers. No. I'm gonna say the Rangers fall out. Exactly. The Rangers Same fall thing. Out. Yeah. All the way down through a wild card spot. Okay. Okay. Columbus uh, holds yeah. that last wild card spot, by the way. Uh, right below them is Detroit and Boston. So I think, yeah, okay, keep going. Yeah, I think New York. Okay. Uh, in the central, Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg. We kind of already talked about this. I think Winnipeg falls out. Okay. Thomas? I'll say St. Louis always seems to, like, choke it out, so I'll say in St. Louis they're going to fall out somehow. Except for that one year in 2019. Yeah. Where they won the cup. Okay. In the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already had their the Pacific leader fall out a little bit. They're in a wild card spot. That's Anaheim. So currently, it's Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas. Do all three make it? I'm gonna jinx the Flames. Yeah, they all stick. <laughs> well, considering the bottom half of the division is poo poo, um, I'm gonna say they're all gonna stick. Yeah, because it's really at this point. Do you think Anaheim or San Jose will slip past? Literally, no chance. No chance, right? No. And I okay. still think – I think still Vegas is going to still win the division. It's possible. Wow. I still have a dumb I, feeling I, that they're going to do it. I think you might be right on that. Yeah, I think uh, they might. Okay. Back to the east. And I'll go through all the wild card teams from bottom up. Okay. So I think we're all in agreement that Ottawa is not making it. Nope. No. Montreal? Nope. The Islanders sit third no. last in the East. Nope. I'm going to say no as well. Okay. I don't think so. I think they're too far back. They have 12 points. 
Um, so by the way, the cutoff so far, Columbus has 22 points. Hmm. Buffalo has 16. They're the no. next team. No? Not good enough. No. New Jersey. No. They are two points back. Yeah. We're going two wild card spots, right? Well, no, they just need no. to make a wild card spot. Oh, but I also said the Rangers were going to fall out. Okay. Yes. I'm going to be bold. Jack Hughes, when he gets back, Mackenzie Blackwood's playing great. I'm going to say New Jersey gets in in a wild card. Oh, I think I might have to agree with you on that. I think New Jersey gets in on a wild card. That will be good. And I don't think Columbus is sticking in a playoff spot. Not to, not to really get ahead of ourselves here. Next is Philadelphia, who has 20 points, also two behind. For their sake, seen. they have to figure it out. But I don't know. Like, they look I'm not trusting the Flyers after last year. I say yeah. no. I thought this was the Flyers' year. They tend to flip back and forth. I don't <laughs> No. I'm going to say no. Carter Hart's been great, but the rest of their team. The rest of the is terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 Boston. They get in a wild card. We'll get in. Because they're not making it to the top three. No. No, I think they'll make it to the top three. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Who do you think falls out there, sir? Maple Leafs. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Or the Lightning. Look at the Lightning's injuries, man. I was going to say the Lightning, if anybody. One of them. Wow. Okay. So – you're looking at a Leafs Bruins around one again, sir. Uh, probably up. <laughs> probably up. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. Okay. Okay. And then Detroit. Detroit. No. No. I think Detroit's going to get closer than you think. Yeah, they look good. Like, Lucas Raymond's legit. Cider's unbelievable. Yeah, they'll probably get close, but I don't think they have the guns to get there. No, no, exactly. They've figure. also played a bajillion games. 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Columbus. I think they, they fall stick. out. They're in the no. last wild card spot. No. Unless Elvis Moore's Lincolns continues to play in God mode, no. Thomas? No, I said no, no, no. Probably. Oh, not. you said no? Okay. Yeah, probably not. Pittsburgh. No. Last one. No. I'll say yes. I'll, I'll I'll say yes because they're winning without Sidney Crosby, and that sounds stupid because he's in the lineup, but he doesn't have a point. He yeah, doesn't he have his points. He's scoring yeah, he this Montreal. There's one. Is that the only point he has this season? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm looking that up. Hold on. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has like two points this year. There's no way. It's Crosby. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Before I looked that up. The here. top headline is actually that's probably just in reference to Sidney Crosby. Ooh, two points in seven games. Is this going to be the first year where Sidney Crosby doesn't go point per game? No, because it's Sidney Crosby. Tough. Yeah, it's Sidney Crosby. He's going to put Fair up like a four point nine last night and make it. Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. so about, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a weird year for the Penguins. I say no. Okay. My two wild card will... teams are Boston, uh, Boston, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. I will switch over to the West and make yep. this quick. Arizona, Seattle, Vancouver, Chicago. All out, nope. correct? Nope. Yeah. No. None yeah. of them make it. Arizona, uh, the... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Arizona. Arizona, uh, though. Well, hey, has the same amount of wins as the Sens. 
Yeah, they're uh, on a heater. So the four, five, and one of the last ten so far is Colorado with twenty-one points. Anaheim has the other wild card spot. Dallas, do they make it? No. They said three old. points back currently. No, they're no. old. L.A. Nope. No. Too inconsistent for my liking. Exactly. They'll look really good for like three or four games, and then they look as bad as they did last night. Yeah. Right. That leaves two teams so far out on the outside looking in. Nashville. No. Do they make it? I'm going to no. say yes. Okay. I don't know. They don't have the depth for me. Like, I don't know. You know man. what? I, I agree. Been, but I think there's one team ahead of them that good. I think is going to fall out. San Jose, the next team? No. Oh, not San no, Jose. but they're not. No. Colorado. Yes. I, yep. I still think they're going to win the division. <laughs> they probably could, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to guess, Russo, this is the team you're talking about, the Anaheim yeah. Bucks. Yeah. yeah, I think they fall out. Look, they're man, lost. Troy Three Terry's straight. look great. Troy Terry's looked unbelievable, obviously. Getzlaff is having like a renaissance year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, they, yeah. Their 5v5 numbers are still a little – Little sus. Sketchy. Little sus. Yeah. Everybody thought they'd be last, so Yeah. So that I go I'm gonna go like my two wildcard teams would actually no no no, sorry. I think Colorado jumps into a their division spot. Right? I think Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna switch my opinion on Nashville. I don't think Nashville gets in. I think okay. Winnipeg drops to a wild card spot, and your top three in whatever order are going to be Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado, in the Pacific, Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, in whatever order, and then your wild card spots are probably um, Winnipeg and who else did I say? Oh, Nashville. Okay, so we'll do Nashville. So yeah. All right. There you go. I wonder if that was about eighty percent stick. I think so. Oh, I think yeah, so. Probably. Yeah, we'll you're see, probably right. We'll see how that ends. We'll see yeah. how that. And then ends. in the and then the East, at least mine were Carolina, Washington. Um, and I, I, I closed the tab. I can't look. At yeah. It anyway, whatever. it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Go but, for uh, it. I closed the I tab. I don't even remember. It's fine. Um. Anyway, do I just do players of the week real quick? Yeah. Sure, Thomas. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll kickstart with a headshot. Nazem Kadri, <laughs> two, <laughs> two goals, six assists. Eight. I'm ruthless because he, he, this guy would have had this production if he was still on the Leafs. Man, like, come on. What two goals. Know? No, because John Tavares had to sign an eleven million dollar contract. We won't get into that. Nazem Kadri, two goals, six assists, eight points in the last week of play. He's looked like. I don't even like without McKinnon, they're looking pretty fine. And Azam Kadri's stepping up immensely for them. Uh, that also has to do with the other players in the lineup Branton, Landeskog, Burakovsky, Makar, Devontae's. You're getting the whole group there, getting his production up uh, with Nazem Kadri. But I believe he's like third in scoring, and that's pretty impressive oh, he's, to do. He's having an unbelievable season thus far. Yeah. So Nazem Kadri has for the me. longest active point streak now, I believe, when McDavid's got snapped. Maybe I believe it's the longest active point streak. Yeah, yeah Naz, he's Naz, he's he's fourth in points with twenty five. Crazy 25 man, sixteen games. Yep, it's pretty yep. wild. He's having a good year. Yep, Tom. All right, 
Uh, I was going to be honest. I wanted to pick Nazem Kadri, but you took a swing at it. So I headshotted you out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with Alexander Ovechkin. I believe he's – I man, uh, I got to be honest. It caught me off guard, but he has three goals, four assists so far, or since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, he set – I forget what record it was. I believe it was 30 points in 20 games, and he was the oldest player to do so. I think it might, it might be right there, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's still he's still going, still going <laughs> strong. This dude is thirty three points on the year. Sidney Crosby, take that, Pens fans. Thirty six, he's still going, unreal. And he's not gonna stop. No, I hope he doesn't break that record. I hope he doesn't. Russo, yeah, go. Um, I'm going with Johnny Gaudreau. He was the NHL's first star of the week, um, and he's the first star of the week in my heart as well. Um, four goals, three assists, seven points. He had a fantastic week. Um, his whole line was going. Chuck Lindholm himself, uh, but he was the major driver of the offense. He's the reason they've – he's really one of the big reasons they've won four straight. He's looked awesome, you know, um, for all the Johnny Gaudreau slander out there. Um, enough is enough. This guy's going to get paid this season, offseason. I hope it's the Flames that do it. Uh, Johnny, you keep going. He had a great presser the other day too. Uh, they asked him after he rocked Eric Halla. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was yeah, like little it. man on little man. He just I saw someone tweet. They were like, He's like, yeah, the Flames are locked in. You have Johnny Gaudreau taking healthy runs at guys in a 4 nothing game now. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. But uh, just before we sign off, there's a question I want to ask. Because so, right now, Leon Dreisaitl's having a pretty ridiculous year. He has 20 goals in 19 games. I will ask, does Dreisaitl go 50 and 50? No. It's too difficult. Thomas? You know, I said Matthews won't hit, like, almost under a goal per game in last year, and I was wrong with that. So, I'll say yeah for the fun of it. He goes 50 and 50? Yeah, I'll say yeah. Why not? He might – you know what? Like, it wouldn't even shock me if he got close. It's – yeah, that, but, yeah, it's it's tough. Well, remember Pasternak a few years ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kucherov. Didn't Kucherov yeah. have 25 and 25? Yeah. It's hard, but like, man, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him, right? This could be help, but the help from McDavid too that helps, yeah. Yeah, well, with that power play, it's, you know, yeah, he's got forty points in nineteen games. Oh my god, that's stupid. Anyway, yeah, the Oilers. Ugh, why do they have to be in our division? Anyway, um, anything else outside? Are we all good here? We're all good, man. All good. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, as like always, you can uh, thanks for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at the Burning Leaf Pod, um, and yeah, that'll do it for this one. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.